Welcome back to the Crazy Counselor Podcast. How are are y'all feeling? Like, I hope that everybody is doing okay in the midst of some very challenging times just in life, in the world, in our nation, just all around. So I hope that you guys are doing okay. Today, we're going to talk about surviving disappointment. And I think that it's appropriate that in to talk about this because in 2020, we have all faced some type of disappointment. We have all had to grieve the loss of dreams, expectations, visions, um, just things that we wanted to accomplish or things that we thought were going to happen that have not yet manifested. We've all experienced disappointment on some level or another. And so today I want to talk about disappointment in itself and just how it can feel very devastating at times. And it can really take you to a dark place mentally and emotionally if you don't first recognize it for what it is and then be honest about how you feel. You know, I know for me this year, when we started 2020, I definitely had a lot of things on my vision board, on my to-do list, and just my list of things that I knew were going to be things that I manifested this year. And when I say manifested, I mean God making this happen for me this year. And so 2020 came in. And like Miley Cyrus says, that thing came in like a wrecking ball, okay? (laughs) I mean, it just came through like it it held no punches. And so with that, I have had various moments of feeling disappointed. And in those spaces and in those times that I felt that way, I wasn't always the best at reaching out to anyone to talk about how I felt. I just kind of dealt with it and was like, okay, this isn't that. And this obviously is not going to be something that is going to be a thing. And so I need to just try again next year or what have you. But I'm coming to realize that more of us are feeling or have felt this emotion this year than probably more than we talk about, probably more than we're willing to admit. And for some of us, the feeling of disappointment has become almost like a new normal. Like we have normalized the feeling and have have just chalked it up to, oh, well, it's just the way that 2020 is going. And I just expect to be disappointed, you know, disappointed on some level. And so I want to briefly give a definition of disappointed. And the definition of being disappointed is sad or displeased because someone or something has failed to fulfill one's hopes or expectations. And so I want to repeat that. The definition is a feeling of sadness or feeling displeased because someone or something has failed to fulfill one's hopes or expectations. And so having expectations is human Because, I mean, we all do it. We have expectations based on past experiences, based on our preferences. So we just expect certain things. And often when those expectations are not met, we find ourselves 
in a place of disappointment. And so this doesn't just mean in the context of relationships. It could be business ventures. It could be, you know, just whatever it is that you invested time, energy, thoughts, hope into and it not working out. Then we're faced with this very difficult emotion of disappointment. And so I have four ways that we can actually deal with disappointment. The very first way is to admit how you feel. Admit that you are disappointed. And so as a counselor and, you know, as a human, one of the things that I often tell my clients and that I also do for myself is I give my feelings a name. So, you know, I know we all was like, oh, that made me feel some type of way. But when people say that made me feel some type of way, I say, well, how did it make you feel? What way did it make you feel? So if you come around me saying that something made you feel some type of way, I'm going to ask you, well, what type of way was that? Was it sadness? Was it anger? Was it frustration? Was it disappointment? Was it heartbreak? What was it? Let's put a name to it. And so the very first step is admitting that you feel disappointed. And I know we don't like to admit that because it requires a level of vulnerability. Like who wants to admit that they feel disappointed? that they had their expectations set and this person, place, or thing failed to meet that expectation. That's a level of vulnerability. But there's also healing when we can admit how we feel and actually give a name to the feeling. And so the very first key is to admit that you feel disappointed. You know, I am very spiritual. I have a relationship with God that I, I treasure. And I also have a journal. And in that journal, I admit the hard stuff. Like even times when I can't necessarily put a name to it initially, once I start writing it out, then I'm able to say, okay, yeah, that's how I feel. That's, that's, that's the feeling behind my action or what have you. And so the very first step is to admit how you feel. Admit that you feel disappointed. Say it out. Say it, you know, say it out loud to yourself in prayer or to a close friend in a safe space. Say, yes, I feel disappointed because X, Y, Z, right? There's a scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I really like that scripture because it normalizes when you're, you've been hoping for something or you're hoping for something, you're hoping for that dream, you're hoping for that venture to, to pay off or for it to be successful and it doesn't happen. That can make your heart sick. And I, I love the way that it is that it's described as like a sickness because disappointment can at times feel like a sickness because I've been there before. And I know people who have been there before where you feel disappointed and it paralyzes you. It stops you from wanting to try again because you're like, I don't even want to feel disappointment anymore. Disappointment is not a fun feeling at all. And so it can be paralyzing just like a physical sickness when you feel that disappointment. And so number one is admitting how you feel. Number two, understand what your expectations were. Understand why this came as a disappointment to you. So understand, okay, this was my expectation. 
were my expectations reasonable? You know, was it that I expected too much? What, where, where did my expectations come from? What was the reason for my expectation? And then number three, grieve the loss of whatever your expectations were. You know, I think that when we talk about grief, a lot of times we talk about it in the context of the death of a person, but sometimes we grieve the death of unfulfilled dreams. You know, what we feel like was supposed to be our year, what was supposed to be our dreams and visions manifesting. We grieve the loss of those things when they don't happen. And so allow yourself space to be disappointed and to also feel grief of things that did not happen the way that you prayed for or that you hoped for or that you believed for. Allow yourself space to grieve those things. And then identify the faulty belief systems that you may have developed as a result of that disappointment. You may have told yourself, you know what? I'll never try again. I'll never be successful at this. And sometimes we go into defense mode where it's like, you know, uh, uh-uh, I've learned my lesson from this. So to protect myself from future disappointments, I am not going to try again. And so identify those defense mechanisms that you've now put up and identify any faulty belief systems that you have developed as a result of that disappointment. And I want to say this about expectations. It's not all the time that you need to adjust your expectations. Maybe the venture, the opportunity, the person, place, or thing just can't meet your expectations. And that's okay. So now you know that and you can adjust and move accordingly, right? And so the fourth step is to, again, readjust your expectations. Am I expecting too much out of this person, place, or thing? Maybe this isn't the door that I'm supposed to walk into. Maybe what's behind this door doesn't meet my expectations or doesn't meet my standard, and that's okay. Wrong door. Let me go to an, find another door, you know? And so again, those four steps are number one, admitting how you feel. Number two, understanding what your expectations were. Number three, you know, grieve the loss of whatever you thought was going to happen and it did not manifest. And then identify faulty belief systems that you developed as a result or even identify defense mechanisms that you have developed. One thing about defense mechanisms is that they waste no time coming up. (laughs) It's like you go through a heartbreak, you go through a disappointment, and before you know it, I mean, that wall is up so quickly. I mean, it is like, it's, it's almost like it comes automatically because it happens so quickly, almost without you knowing, like, boom, the wall is up. I feel disappointed, boom, the wall is up. I feel sadness or heartbreak, boom, the wall is up. And so you actually have to work to not allow that wall to come up and stay up because it's just, you know, defense mechanisms are normal. They're just what happens as a result of any pain that we experience. It's just like when you have a physical wound, your skin, if you have a break in your skin, a cut, a scrape, a, you know, a sore, what have you, 
your skin is immediately working on repairing that wound and covering it up. That's why you fall down, you know, as kids, we, we fell down, uh, we got back up, we had scrapes, bruises, what have you, woke up three days later and there was a scab, right? Because our skin immediately works on repairing the wound. It immediately, our bodies start to immediately repair the break. It immediately starts to repair the open wound. And so it's just the same way in our mental and emotional space. Immediately when we are wounded, we look for a way to repair that wound. We look for a way to cover it up. We look for a way to immediately start the healing process. But the key is being able to start the healing process in a healthy way. Because again, that immediate reaction is going to be to cover up that wound, to protect that wound, put that defense mechanism up. And that may not be the best thing in the long run. And so that's why we want to be able to identify what's happening as a result of the disappointment. And then number four, again, where needed, readjust your expectations. You know, I always say, if I knock on one door and this is the standard that I'm coming in with, and those standards are not met, maybe that's not my door. And that goes in any area. And so maybe at times we have to readjust our expectations. And that is okay, especially when we understand why we may have those expectations. And also being real about expectations that may be unrealistic, okay? So I hope that I have helped I'm going listen, I'm going through this too. Like disappointment is the ghetto. <laughs> I was literally just telling a girlfriend earlier, like disappointment is the ghetto. Like I, I do not like that emotion. Like if there are two emotions that I do not like is disappointment and grief. Like those two, I just cannot, <laughs> but I'm going through this with you and I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to admit areas where I felt disappointed and I'm also willing to work through it and commit to not allowing any defense mechanisms or unhealthy coping mechanisms to develop as a result. And so, hey, I'm in the thick of 2020 with you. It has been a challenging year, but we're going to get through this together. And so for all of you out there who like to journal, I've given you a journal assignment. <laughs> Admit your space of disappointment and let's start the process of healing. <laughs>